0: good coffee everybody. This is Morning Coffee with Larry and this week I'm actually going to take a break from podcasting to focus on some other important and somewhat neglected things. So in the meantime you keep listening because I've set up a week of the best of Morning Coffee with Larry for you to enjoy. These are some of the most popular episodes and some you may have heard and some you may have missed. So, you sit back and enjoy that cup of coffee with me, and I'll see you live next week. Bye. Good morning and good coffee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Larry. And today, I need some coffee. <laughs> Actually, when you stop and think about it, I probably don't need the morning coffee, because when I get to work, I have some coffee, and then later on, I have some coffee. I need to get back into my decaf tea at work. I think I'm getting too much coffee. But, anyway, good morning, and whatever your morning beverage is, savor it, enjoy it. This is a, um, oh, I'm trying to think, what was the name of this? I got it at Rural King. If you have a Rural King... In your area, a farm store, they get a nice selection of of, uh, different kinds of K-cup coffee. So, uh, sometimes it's just good to sit there like I am right now with the cup right there underneath my nose. And, mmm, what a good soothing way to start the day. And today is. It's a Thursday. It is crud. What is today? Uh, what's the computer say? And I gotta make my glasses work just right. Is it the 6th? I think it is. Yes, it is. Today is, um, this is D-Day. I remember that because there was a, my mom was watching a little bit of something on the news last night, and they were talking about D-Day ceremonies. And, uh, you know, what an amazing, heroic time period, a time of major crisis for our country, for the world, for the absolute world. And uh, we often think about you know things from the American perspective, but you have the perspective of all the other countries and D-day was a big thing for us and there have been there's other days that are much more powerful to other countries and other peoples during that same time period. But anyway, uh, welcome to morning coffee. And uh, what I wanted to talk about today when I was just waking up and trying to decide, did I really want to get up since my alarm went off or not? And while I was laying there, I was thinking over a couple of different things that I'm going to kind of weave together today. Uh, One is from a podcast that I listened to. Uh, it's for entrepreneurs uh, and specifically those who use ClickFunnels as a, a means of trying to uh, promote, market, and sell products or services that they have online. It was a, um, it was a little podcast by Russell Brunson, who is the uh, the guy who is the the face of ClickFunnels, but then also thinking to a bunch of recent counseling sessions that I've had with people along this same kind of topic and what it what it kind of ties into is and I guess my theme today is what are you are you a producer or are you a consumer now the the one that that uh, was in the podcast. Uh, It was regarding this guy who has a couple of school-age kids. And uh, with school being out, you know, thinking about what his kids are going to be doing during the summer. And him and his wife were talking about it and trying to, you know, think of ways for them not to just become, you know, uh, screen junkies. And uh, and so he described a conversation they had with his kids about are they consumers or are they producers? because and I see this with with our own grandkids. You know, there's so many different things out there on social media that you can just sit there and just whether it's on your phone flipping with your finger, Or whether it is, you know, on, you know, just on a desktop computer or you're hooked up to your game system on the, the kid is on the 50 inch TV that may be in their bedroom because 50 inch TVs, if you pay attention to uh, uh, Walmart and other consumer prices, you can get them for just dirt cheap. And how, you know, you can just flip through this and flip through that, and next thing you know, hours have passed. Maybe it's just playing Fortnite, or, or you're watching different people on YouTube play Fortnite. And I have similar conversations with with other folks as far as you know, like many of my veterans, you know what do you do during the day? Well, I don't do anything. Do you have any hobbies? No, I don't do that. Uh, what do you do? Well, I watch television and you know to me the perfect recipe for some developing some good serious depression is simply spend at least Eight hours, if not more, watching television. Oh, but it's educational. Yeah, but are you doing anything with it? Oh, it's entertaining. Okay, that's fine. But are all is all you're doing is passing time? You see, the thing that, that Russell was talking to his kids about was going from being a consumer, somebody who just consumes, you know, All the different amazing things, actually, that we have that 20 years ago wasn't even dreamt of. And turning it around into being a producer. You see, what he was telling his kids was, you know, you're not going to just spend the whole summer vegged out in front of a screen consuming. Watching a particular person, you know, play Fortnite for eight hours a day or watching somebody just build with Minecraft not to necessarily learn how you're doing how you do it yourself but just watching them have fun or sitting there watching reality TV shows watching other people have fun it's kind of like what soap operas used to be i mean th- this is not something new you know it used to be back in the heyday of soap operas you could you could sit and start your morning off at 9 a.m., with uh, gosh, I'm thinking back to the early 70s. Uh, there was a show called Love of Life, I think it started at nine o'clock. Uh, what was on at 10 o'clock? Um, that may have been the prices, right? But then you had oh, goodness, what were some of the old shows? There, um, The Young and the Restless. Uh, the Bold and the Beautiful, As the World Turns, uh, but was the one that had The uh, Lighthouse, uh, Search for Tomorrow, uh, and that was just on CBS. CBS, ABC, and NBC had soap operas for about, gosh, what, like six hours of every day. And what happened, you you had a lot of people, both men and women, but in this case, probably predominantly women, that they were living their lives vicariously just through other people. And, And so, you know, people consume what other people do. And that's not per se a problem. But are you a producer? Do you have things to produce? You know, that's one of the things that Russell was telling his kids rather than watching other people do the different things, why don't you record yourself doing different things? You know, so he was going, he was talking to his kids and helping them to where they're going to every week produce a YouTube video on something fun. So he was talking about his daughter. She likes doing crafts. Okay. You know, do a little bit of quick research on the internet or maybe watching some other people who do crafts, but then use that just to get your ideas. Then go to the store, pick up your materials, come back, and then record using a phone or a tablet or a camera. Record yourself doing that. He was going to have someone teach him how to do you know, the the basic video editing and produce their own content, produce their own show. We have that ability in ways that no one could really fathom before. I mean, you're listening to this podcast either on your phone or you're listening to it on a tablet or you're listening to it on a laptop or a desktop computer. I'm going to bet that you have a video camera on that phone, on that tablet, on the, you know, your laptop and you may have one, you know, attached onto or your, uh, your desktop computer. And these are not low quality cameras like 20 years ago. These are high quality HD cameras. There's some phones that already have the 4K, excuse me, capability. This is incredible. We have microphones, good quality microphones available at very cheap prices. You know, this microphone I'm using, I borrowed it from my son. I've got, he wants it back. (laughs) It's a, a, a blue snowball. Blue brand, and then it's it's called the Snowball. It's a little round one, and I've got a little, you know, spit screen in front of it to stop any popping from getting too annoying. But I ordered my own, it should should be in this week from Amazon. It was on a back order. I'm getting it for 30 bucks. He paid 100. You know, the prices keep falling. You know, I order some lavalier mics so that I can do it better with my cell phone if I'm out and about. The thing is, we have really amazing technology that is available so that you can tell your life story, teach something, show somebody how to do it. You know, if you don't know how to do something, where do you go? Most people will hop on YouTube because YouTube has a an incredible amount of how-to videos that has been produced by people just like you showing what you what they learned how to do when i had to change a water heater for the first time guess what i did i did that i went to youtube i found a couple of videos i watched them and it was like okay i know what i'm doing so it doesn't matter what you know how to do you can produce in a way that helps others. Now there's people say well I guess you can make money don't worry about making the money part. Just don't always become a consumer which has it has its side effects. I mean it's you know when we are consuming we are in a passive role. When you're producing, your mind, your brain is working in a different way as it comes up with things, as it comes up with ideas. And then you're helping somebody else. I mean, this podcast, for example, when I first started trying to do podcasting, it was it was a bit complicated and there were some podcasting services, but they were expensive. And I was doing this, you know, that is hobby style. Well, now they came out with this this one called anchor.fm. And you can sign up for free. It's free to record, and they have a way that if you put in commercials, that they will provide you with people or with companies that will then in turn um uh, pay you for advertising once you get up to a certain number of people i'm not there yet for that um, but you know it's you can record from anywhere from your phone or from you know the uh, uh, from your desktop you know there's the opportunity well let's say you have something on your screen you you know how to do uh, some computer work uh, software items. that's maybe complicated. There's there's a um, program. What's it called? Loom, L O O M. I just came across it last night. You know, a lot of your different ones that you to do screen capture costs money. This one here, it puts your face. It takes your laptop and it finds your video camera, and it puts your face in a corner, and you can move it anywhere on the screen and have it in different sizes and then you've got your, your desktop being recorded so you can teach people lessons, do a PowerPoint, do all those kinds of things. It used to be you had to have quite a setup in order to pull it off. This is a free thing also. How cool is that? So if, if you have... Uh, a PowerPoint or you put it in that format, you can, you can show it. Well, and you don't even have to buy PowerPoint. There's different other kinds of, you know, non-Microsoft desktop, you know, presentation software out there that's free. You know, you have a, you know, with your phone, you can go out in the yard, you can go in your garage, you can interview people. You know, if you're into history, the older I get, the more interested I am in history, with history, especially local history. You know, if you if you like that kind of stuff, why not go around your community, and videotape locations where you know history has taken place. You know, document. Set up a little YouTube channel for free, documenting those kinds of things. Thing is, you have knowledge, you have skills, you have abilities, you have life history, you have stories. Well, I don't like talking, I feel self-conscious there, or I don't want to be videotaped. Okay, well then write. You can write. There's there's all different kinds of blogging platforms uh, where you can write and and have your your story. You know there's one that I subscribe uh, U- right, no, uh, what is it? a Facebook uh, uh, page and it pops up in my feed every day and it's done by the little museum here in Effingham in the old courthouse. And there's every day there's a picture and a story about the history of Effingham County. And it's old photos, you know, they have collected probably thousands of old photos and they just pop one up and they research a little bit and they tell the story. And and if they don't know the whole story, that's okay. They'll say, Does anybody else remember this or remember where this was located? And there's enough people that are, you know, subscribed to it, they will toss in there and say, Oh yeah, this, this, oh, I remember that. Here's that, something here. And they get out there and they're able to tell, add their story to that story. Is there a book inside of you that you would love to produce? Maybe you're not that much into the electronics for reading e-books, but there's a book you always wanted to do. Well, you can write it, and you can publish it, and you can sell it or give it away to the people who would be interested in that topic. It's gotten so easy. When I published my book on death and dying, it was the old-fashioned way. I had to, you know, do the hard grunt work of doing the writing, and that still is there. But then I had to find a traditional publishing place where I had to buy 5,000 copies. You don't have to go to that extent. There's a bunch, a bunch of digital publishers where they make it so easy. You type it in Word. You include the photos. In the middle of the text, you know, you do have to know word processing. And then you can go out to Fiverr.com and have somebody create the cover design if you don't do graphic design. And you simply upload those things and they will print one copy of this book, perfect format, where it's like a soft cover book with full color cover, just like what you would buy in a store. And it's amazing how cheap you can get it. My dad and I—we, my dad wrote the book, and I did the editing on it back in 1999 on the one-room schoolhouse he went to. And the way we did the publishing at that time was we went to a local copy shop, made photocopies of the book. Uh, they they used cover paper or cover stock uh, paper to make the the front and back cover, and then it was put on a plastic spine. And Dad sold about a hundred copies. Well, I'm revisiting that project in all my spare time. <laughs> but I mean, the book is written. Uh, there's a person who uh, is in the area that went to that school and would like to add uh, an appendix onto the book if it was ever republished. And it's like, yeah, most certainly. And I designed up uh, a, a variation of the front and back cover and the spine. And there's a, a service that I'm going to be using. I can't think of it right now offhand, but they, you can produce both those kind of books of various sizes as well as magazines, full-color magazines, just like what you would buy in the store. I can get 25 copies of a 100-page book for less than $2 a piece. That's amazing. The cost is so little compared to what it was in small runs, 25 copies. So, you know, if you've got a book inside of you, write. You don't have to worry about, can I sell 100,000 copies? Just write and get it out there. Let that creative process of being a producer flow in you and the creative energy of being a producer flow in you. Yeah. Well, I don't, it's hard for me to type, but it's easier for me to talk. Okay, then record your voice, just like I'm doing right now. Record it, and if you save it as an MP3 file, of which pretty well all your recording devices will do that, well, or, you know, anyway, you take that, and there's another service called, what is it, Tomi, T-O-M-I, I believe, And it has artificial intelligence, and it will analyze your audio and transcribe it into words. And and you then go out onto their website, and you can review it, and you can edit it. If they goof up a word that it doesn't quite recognize, you can go in and edit it. And then download that file to be Part of your book. You can write your book that way without doing the typing, but just doing the talking. And how much does it cost if you pay somebody to do transcription? It can be very expensive. This runs, I think it's a dime a minute. So you can get 10 minutes worth of transcription for a buck. If you talk for an hour, it's going to cost you $6. Holy cow. This kind of technology, the things that we're seeing, makes it so easy to become a producer. I want to give a shout out to one of my friends, classmate Janet. Hey, Janet. She discovered that I was doing some podcasts from, uh, from one of our classmates. And so she was like, oh, you know, I was telling her about that. I do this podcast. I do the I Hate Anxiety podcast, which is twice a week, just a short little snippet, about five minutes long. And it's just on an anxiety topic. And then I do the Restoring the Farmstead uh, podcast, which is less frequent, probably two times a month. But it just gives updates on what's happening out here on the farm. As we kind of restore it into a, a farm with animals like what my grandparents had, but she was saying that's so cool, and it's like you know what it is that we can do this kind of stuff. You can if you always had enjoyed you know radio, you can have in essence your own radio show through a podcast. You can you know do Facebook Live wherever you're at. You know I'm eventually I'm going to learn Instagram. Snapchat, I don't get that. I don't like the idea that what you produce is gone after somebody sees it once or twice. That that just doesn't appeal to me. But, you know, the, we have all these different neat platforms. Think back to the early days of television. Nothing can be could be done outside of a studio. And now you have a studio that you carry in your pocket. So, don't say, I don't want to even, don't even tell me, I don't have anything to share. I will have anything that I could produce. Bull. Pa. Key. When my dad was in hospice six years ago, when my dad was in hospice, he had stories in his head. He had stories in his head that when he passed were going with him. And so when we would go for his cancer treatments or if we were sitting there talking and he started telling stories, I would say, hold on a second, dad. And I pulled out my phone and I turned it on the video and I started recording. And we recorded, for example, over a few sessions, we recorded from when he got drafted as a part of the first draft pick from Shelby County of four people for the Korean War, all the way through boot camp, all the way through training at Fort Sill, all the way across the Pacific Ocean, all the way into Korea, throughout Korea, and then back into Japan where he was stationed for a while. And then he was getting far enough along, he said, I I don't want to talk about this anymore. So we stopped. But you know what? It's just taking advantage of those wonderful opportunities that God gives you, sometimes, to document the things from the past. So that they're there. Because others will want to see that, will want to share that. There's always a story There's always a lesson. There's always a skill. And maybe your skill is just humor. And a lot of people need that. And people will consume your content if you make it available. Let others consume your content by you being a producer and enjoy the benefits that being a producer gives you rather than just. Spending too much of your time just consuming. So, I hope this was an inspiration because, frankly, it was a good inspiration for me this morning. So, get out there and see all the opportunities to produce. All right, that's it for today. It's getting time to get out there and take care of some livestock. So, have yourself a good one. We'll catch you next time. Bye.